Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. All right, welcome to the show, Gearheads. The Formula One Qatar Grand Prix did not disappoint. Lewis Hamilton runs away with the win, but tons of great racing, wheel-to-wheel, passing, tire drama, you name it. There was tons of action, and this championship and this season continue to give us just so much excitement, so much fun. This is John Massengill sitting in the studio with Jonathan Green, Les Kaiser. We got Bob Varsha over Zoom Jonathan Green, uh, I mean, I'm so excited. We got two races left and with eight-point lead for Max Verstappen. Yeah, I mean, this genuinely is what we've been waiting for for a decade. Uh, And I mean that Mercedes' dominance has been there. Red Bull had four championships with Vettel. But finally, uh, it all came together with Honda, uh, with Verstappen growing up a little bit, I think. Uh, He was a little hot-headed. But the championship, I mean, from Brazil, you know, last week to the drama there that carried on over. When you've got a, when you've got a Formula One championship that, that, that carries on from race to race, and what I mean by that is the stories, the controversy, everything about it. I mean, we, and then even 1 p.m. today, the stewards yeah. making, making their inquiry heard and knocking Verstappen and Botas back. Um, you know, that's that's the stuff of legend. This is this is really hotting up into and also the controversy's not going away. I'm sure there'll be there'll be words between now and Saudi Arabia. Uh and then we go into the big blue beyond. We know nothing about it. Um and so it's perfectly set up for what should be uh, a really, really good grandstand finish to this twenty one season. Absolutely. I think Which, you know, raises an interesting point. The less information these drivers have, <laughs> the better the racing turns out to be. So let's grab all those simulators <laughs> and all those computational tools and all of the testing time and all of that other stuff. Get Pirelli not to tell them anything about the tires in terms of their longevity and then let them have at it. Let's see what we get. And, and I would I would argue that NASCAR's been that way this year with no practice and no qualifying. It's been yes. better because there's been less knowledge, yep. and the first pit stop is when the engineer finally gets to talk to the driver. And I love that because they're learning on the fly, and the stages actually do, um, you know, make the racing. And, and, and so basically, what I'm saying is that Formula One, I think, I agree, could could do with a little bit more uh, of lack of knowledge, uh, and that's why the next race right. is so exciting. What a contrast, guys. Think about this season to 2019. 
when everybody in every motorsport was saying how boring and how predictable <laughs> we need sprint and, races we need I mean, reverse qualifying so i i want to i want to ask you jonathan being from from london little and, old london and i mean Over liberty London. media in my mind has oh, been brilliant yeah. to use the british favorite They've been brilliant at, at in the last – I mean, it's really come to fruition in the last two years. Well, I can put my hand on heart, and you noticed it a little bit with Inga and a few others, but you know the Europeans were very snooty about the Americans taking over, and they did say it that way. <laughs> how could they teach us how to run our sport, Bernie's sport, the British-based, eight teams based in, in literally a 200-mile radius of Oxford – um, it is a little bit elite, a little bit, uh, this is our sport, this is British, what can you teach us? Uh, and the truth is, Liberty mm -hmm. have taught us a lot. And step back, because they haven't started yet. But they haven't ruined the history or no, anything at all, have that's they? that's the difference. They have not reinvented yeah. the wheel. They've stuck with all the tradition. Mm -hmm. They've stuck with, stuck with a calendar that people recognize that have been around for a long time. Um, they, you know, they've stood fast on places like Silverstone that could have easily gone um, without a deal. And if you remember three years ago when I was at Silverstone, we were arguing then about whether Silverstone should, would get another Grand Prix and whether yeah, it would go right. to London. So they've, 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 you know, they've made a really good job of keeping the tradition uh, of negotiating with people like uh, Bobby Epstein to create 400,000 at, at um, Cota, and then also expanding yep. to Miami, but without harming Cota by putting it in the right place on the calendar. Uh, they've managed to get through a pandemic, guys. Two <laughs> years of a pandemic and keep yep. the show going. Yeah. And Amazing. they're doing a lot to correct the financial imbalance. They're yep. spreading the prize money around more deeply into the fields of the teams who really need it. And they're putting in the cost cap. They're, they're getting a grip on, uh, on the expenditures and the budgets. Uh, yeah, I think they get four stars for the way they've handled their ownership of Formula One thus far. Yeah, this and is... there are rumors that they get a constant stream of offers to buy the series away, but they're having none of it apparently. Yeah, the, the, the difference is now this is a fully fledged business compared to one man's passion. Bernie right. Ecclestone. Yeah. Right, right. You know, I yep. was watching an interesting discussion that, okay, yeah, the growth is great. The demand for the content is great, but 23 races a year, you know, is a, is a big demand on, on fans and even more on the people that are going to be there, uh, you know, and they related it to football. Well, no, because, you know, potentially every other weekend you've got a home game or, or what have you that that yeah that is a mistake in my mind i mean you look at nascar as a as an analogy um nascar is all based here in the states and i think if you just look at where they've been in the last month i mean to go from brazil to middle east in a week yeah come on yeah that's very tough hey, it looks I, like i have a, mm -hmm. i have mixed feelings about it yeah I, I love the idea of seeing this you know practically every weekend but i also get that's uh, that's hard to keep up with uh, as a fan and also somebody that's you know tied to the income of Formula I, One. My my gut feeling is it should be tied at twenty. Eh. Who are you kicking off, buddy? <laughs> I, well, that's the problem. That's always yeah. been the pro problem with F one, and that was always Bernie's model. To be honest, he made people fight for the Grand Prix, which basically allowed him to charge well, in, yeah. in, in inordinate amounts Broke of money. The price up. Yeah. Well, yeah. One, one thing, if we keep well, getting they can certainly. I would just say, if we get if keep getting more and more fans, that's more and more eyeballs, that's more and more sponsor dollars, 
then you could split it up and have multiple teams within teams. You know, you got your team and, and you don't, you know, you don't wearing out the people traveling to all these different countries. You can split it up a little bit too, but what well, are you going to say, Bob? Well, I was just going to say they, they could certainly organize the schedule better as Jonathan referred to, mm. you know, group your races in yeah. Western hemisphere, in Europe, in Asia yeah. and do that sort of thing. Yeah, and as we get past this pandemic period of, of distribution woes, um, and hopefully we get to see a bit of normalcy next year, uh, you're absolutely right. I think from Barcelona onwards, there should be you know, a clearer path to both staffing, uh, because remember, we've also been shortly staffed because of the pandemic. They've been down to 63 uh, as a full team. You cannot have more than that. So these people have been working, you know, and, and you've got to be dealing with quarantine and all the rest of it. People did did get COVID. People, you know, were on and again and off again. So hopefully we'll see a little bit of normalcy, hopefully. Having said that, it seems to be going up in uh, Europe again. So I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I take my hat off that Liberty are at the rudder of this ship and we are setting sail for what I hope will be a, a, a huge uh decade of of change of change as well as innovation marketing and growth and i really do think that uh, this is the basis with this group and this talent uh of of being a really good era for formula one yeah we got new cars coming new powertrains coming lots of exciting what happened to porsche and audi you got me all excited last weekend you you told me hey 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 hey, hey. (laughs) it ain't over okay (laughs) Uh, yeah, well, McLaren was <laughs> saying, no, we did. That's, that's just a rumor. We don't know what's going on. So we'll wait and see what happens with all that. Hey, there's a bit of potential breaking news. There's some uh, skullduggery or something going on about, uh, I just want to say that word, Christian Horner's being investigated possibly by the stewards for being some- too good looking and up, up in a built up area. <laughs> His wife is too hot. Yeah, hot, too hot a wife who <laughs> sings a lot. <laughs> Something about what he said. He said something like, "I'm trying to scroll through this." Like he, he is something about a rogue marshals. So I don't know. This is still developing. I don't know if this is. Uh, You're actually, making it up. <laughs> somebody I may be making it up, but it's it's uh, it's coming to us on Twitter. It's Chain Bear and Kevin Kelly on Twitter are talking. Well, what about are they saying? It. They're just saying that there's potential um, penalty. So we'll just have to wait. And see Shenanigans. Yeah. So. Uh, hold on to get some of the producer. Okay, it's producers actually digging something up for us as well. Okay, yeah, he's shown it on the live stream. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, he's got it up there. Alleged breach of Article Twelve Two One, Section F and K. Jonathan, what's what's F and F and K? K. <laughs> well, I, they, what are the other two if, letters? If he, Did you say, see? If he does U and C? We're in real trouble. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> I don't know what's uh, happening here. <laughs> anybody that's dyslexic just figured it out. Uh, we just got a bulletin straight oh from my the press word. room. You can read uh, it, Jonathan. Oh, it's hot. It's hot in my hand. <laughs> Tim Mayer. Ah, interestingly enough, oh, Tim Mayer is there. The American. Yeah. Our good friend and Bob's good friend is there. That's why it's all good. But Tim Mayer is in charge of this alleged bridge uh, breach of Article 12.2.1 and 12.2.2. 1K of the FI International Sporting Code. An incident reported to stewards in relation to the incident below. Well, that doesn't really tell me much, uh, <laughs> except that the stewards are looking into Mr. Horner. Mm. I, I don't know that. I don't know the. I have to. Go, I have to look at the uh, 
the sporting regs for me to understand. Harmful, Harmful words. Harmful words. Oh, come on. Gosh, We're back for... to feelings being hurt. Come on, guys. <laughs> Once again, this is a British sport. <laughs> oh, right. Harmful words. Duly noted. Uh, it falls under the, uh, the catch-all, calling the sport into disrepute. disrepute. So name-calling is what we've resorted well, to. I'll see you at a dawn the... with pistols. <laughs> yeah. Suggesting a violation you can't prove. Yeah. Well, yeah. Our Uh, news has never stopped us from doing that. Go ahead, Bob. Well, I'm I'm just trying to figure out what it might possibly be. You know, Horner said after uh, Brazil last week, you know, Mercedes cannot possibly have picked up that much speed legitimately. So, you know, the the, the FIA has to step in, yada, Mm -hmm. yada, yada. I don't know how that might be interpreted as a violation of the naughty words clause, but <laughs> perhaps. Well, you know, he, he maybe we can shoot a text to Tim. He could I have uh, <laughs> followed Mr. Gunther effing Steiner and uh, said Ooh. something like stupid, idiotic <laughs> Stewart and cost him 7,500 pounds. Remember that back from 19? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's yeah. a little more punchy, but I think it'll probably be a, a sour grape kind of comment um, for not winning. Um, saying that you know he said if Mercedes sort of went out to, as they did in Brazil, then he'd have something to say. Horner hmm. summoned to meet the FIA stewards over alleged international sporting code breach. Red Bull team principal Christian Horner has been summoned to speak to the stewards of the of the 2021 Grand Prix an alleged breach of international sporting code. Any words, deeds, or writings that have caused moral injury or loss to the FIA, its bodies, its members, or its executive offices, and more generally on the interest of motorsport, have the values have defended the FIA. Interesting. Mm. That hooligan. And the, and the words, look down below, because there's the words that he said. He's a referee, not the, at the end of the day. Otherwise, I think the race director should have control of the circuit, said Horner. He's the referee at the end of the day, and otherwise, anybody, you get a marshal that decides to stick a yellow flag out. How does that work? Oh, I see. Look at the next sentence. There needs to be some grown-ups making grown-up decisions, Horner added. Mm. (laughs) Exactly. He says, I think this may be the line. I think it's just a rogue marshal that stuck out a flag, and he's not been instructed by the FIA. They've got to have control of their marshals. It's as simple as that because that's a crucial blow in this world championship for us. I think that, yeah, that may be what it got him right there. We presume he's talking about the yellow flag that Verstappen tripped over in the eyes of the stewards. Uh, In qualifying, yeah. Back five places at the start of the race. I I think, uh, yeah. That's interesting because during the race, Martin Brundle said, I thought it was, you know, it was something that should have been pushed aside. He said, I didn't, I didn't think the flags were obvious. I don't think he had all of the warnings he should have had and, uh, and so on and so on. So, hmm. I, well, I mean, here's I where I will agree with Horner that, I mean, to be honest, uh, making a decision at 1 PM before a 2 PM start, ah, it, you yeah. know, how do you prepare for a race when you don't know where you're starting? Position? We didn't know the starting grid until what? Three minutes before the race. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Something yep. like that. So I'm, I'm with yeah. Horner on that, but I mean, yes, he's been very, strident in his views. So it's 15 after the hour. Let's get a break in. And we will be back after these messages.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers, the best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. If you want to know where the path to Formula One and Indy begins, it's three simple letters. VRD. VRD Racing of Atlanta, Georgia are dedicated to nurturing young, single-seater drivers on their quest to the pinnacle of motorsport. Having just wrapped up the team's championship title in 2021 in the F4 US Championship, they also have programs in FR Americas, the all-new USF Juniors, and the road to Indy. VRD is the perfect environment for success. To join the team, drop them a DM on Instagram at Velocity underscore RD. Talk 1370, the right choice. from BBC F1. You are listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Hey, Jonathan, you had a, a good point during the break about yeah. the yellow flags. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, this is how I'm reading this, and it, it, and it is a serious. I mean, we made a bit of fun out of it because we were getting it literally hot off the press. Um, but, I mean, it is a bit of sour. I mean, on the one hand, you can say, come on, Sour, sour grapes. Um, but this would be the first time that Horn has been heard because, you know, no one was going to interview him in the interim before the race uh, or get his opinion. So he's managed to get his opinion out during the race. And clearly, if, we, if I'm reading this correctly, he's identifying the qualifying problem where Verstappen was not able to complete his lap because there was a, a local yellow for Gasly parked in the middle of the pit lane. Now, if that uh, Marshall did put his flag out and nobody else did, uh, or the FIA did not instruct him to put it out and he just did his job in terms of he's looking visually at the yeah. front straight in the middle of qualifying and somebody's parked up, 
Um, he took it upon him. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm really yeah. speculating here, but I'm, I'm trying to interpret what Horner's um, annoyed about. And there's either way, either one, one, he's being puerile and silly and is going to get himself in trouble and maybe lose some constructors' points. On the other hand, does he have a point? Hmm. What do you think, Bob? Could be either. You know, I, I, I still don't fully understand the whole situation with the, the double red, uh, double yellow flags, which Verstappen was was convicted of violating, as opposed to single yellow flags, which Sainz and, um, and Botas were cited for. Botas got penalized. Uh, Sainz did not because he slowed down. Uh, I, I don't even know where those cars were on the track yeah. relative to the yellow flag and to each other. So, you know, it's hard for me to say, um, you know, who else thought they saw those yellow flags and, and you know, what might have happened. I, I just don't know enough to have an opinion. But, uh, yeah, it is kind of a shame that uh, that Christian raised it. I mean, remember how ticked off Toto Wolf was mm. in Brazil where Lewis Hamilton got penalized for a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, one legit and maybe one less so. But, uh you know, you gotta. It's like the manager coming out and getting thrown out of the game by the umpire. You gotta uh, go exactly. out and protect your team, draw the lightning to yourself, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, fire up your guys. Yeah. I, and speaking I, of firing up your guys, how about those pit stops today? Oh, I mean, yeah. Two point one, two point two wow. seconds. I know. Are you kidding me? I know, especially amongst, <laughs> amongst a crew that have been doing this now on the road. For two months straight. Well, remember the FIA changed yeah. or FOM changed the rules when they were getting down to like one right. nine, one eight, one seven. They changed the rules, and now they're getting faster right. again. They, they we may see sub two seconds again. Yep. Oh, I think it's, it's going to be incredible. A good one. I think it's likely. I mean, you know, all this is a process and motion study in the pit lanes. We see them practicing. That's why they're out there. You know, Thursday evening at practicing when everybody else has gone home it is absolutely a study and uh, what's interesting is i was watching some of the uh i guess it's the team that had some cameras up there really scrutinizing close-up movement of their crew mm-hmm. so it, there's a whole lot of focus on that oh yeah it's totally choreographed and they drill and drill and drill you know, not not Unlike uh, NASCAR, you know, where the best pit stops are performed by the complete units of drivers, uh, crewmen who uh, train together and are very self-critical. And, you know, it's just human nature. Practice makes perfect. Hey, Jonathan, I know you got a point, but well, let me get the phone number in real quick. Uh, 512-643-5483. Give us a call. We have someone holding. We'll get to you in just a moment. Go ahead, Jonathan. Yeah, I just want to point out in sort of more clear terms why there was confusion um, over on the overall situation. It's not crystal clear because of the lack of warnings. In particular, as Red Bull duly argued with the stewards, the regular yellow warning light panels that are used were not flashing in this area of the track at the time. Furthermore, the FIA's official marketing system had switched off its yellow alert status shortly beforehand, meaning that Verstappen did not receive a dashboard warning nor audible signal, as could not be expected when he enters a double yellow sector. That's their beef. Yeah. Okay. Ah. And the plot thickens. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. In a statement explaining the decision. Who was sneaking around the control board. Yeah. (laughs) Here's here's what the FIA. Go ahead, Rob. Bob. 
So I was just going to make a smart-ass joke about who put their coffee down on the control board in race control. <laughs> well, I'm going to give you the, re the rebuttal, as it were. In their statement explaining the decision, the stewards admitted that there was some sympathy because of the lack of lights, dashboard alert, and audio signal. But they said that the rules breach still took place. I'm, I'm starting to feel hornified here. <laughs> I'm starting to feel... feel horny? Horned? No, I said I'm, I'm starting to feel... A little more Christian. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Do you see what I did there? Very good. Oh. Nice, nicely played. No, but he's got a point is what I'm getting at. I <laughs> no, mean, now, I, you, now you delve yeah. into it. Yeah. Now, now you can see his beef and why yeah. he's angry. Yeah, uh, and, and I yeah. like it that he's going right up to the line here. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just the hope they don't change the championship with a penalty of some sort. Well, but if that penalty comes out. It's got to be on Horner and uh, you know, manufacturer points or, or just money. dollars. Yeah, it yeah. could be dollars. You know, like I said, we talked about Gunther Steiner in 19 getting his penalty. Well, I've just heard that the Spice Girls were booked for Saudi Arabia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he can pay for the phone. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And what was and of course, uh, the trip to the stewards' room doesn't mean there's going to be a penalty. They may just want to say, hey, Christian, listen, just calm down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and to be way. fair, Bob, you'd agree. Tim Mayer is the best there is when it comes to that. He he is not only erudite in his yeah. words, but he's also a very calming figure. He's not a guy that you yeah. He's right. not a guy that you'd have some stand up row with, or, uh, because like the umpire at the uh, at the on the plate bumping chest. Right. Yeah, that's not what will happen with Tim Mayer. Uh, let's see. We got time to take a call. Let's see. Who do we have a holding? Ah, we got Corvette Mike. Apparently he's headed I've got a beef back with to the, him. Headed back to the factory. Hey, Mike, how's it going, buddy? Hey, good morning, uh, Speed City crew. Hey, what'd you think of the race today? It was interesting to me. I wasn't familiar with the track at all, so it was all new, which I like, you know, anything different than new is good. Wait till the next and, one. And, uh, <laughs> I like the fact that y'all mentioned on the idea that, uh, there were several good races in the back that were, were really nice that I liked. And, of course, Mr. Varsha said it again in his predictions. There it was. Yep, that's true. I think you did predict yeah. that exactly, didn't you, Bob, with Hamilton, Verstappen, and Alonzo? Nice. <laughs> and in the words of – Yeah, uh, I guess I did. Yeah. In the, it, yeah. He, he, he's on it. He's, he's the encyclopedia of F1 as far as I'm concerned. There you go. <laughs> Well, maybe I have but a in the words of, <laughs> Yeah. Hey, there's a, there's, a, there's a chance. There's a chance. Uh, being Hunter, I was born late in 58, and my what started me was Aurora HO scale cars. And uh, from there, I just picked it up on my own. And there's, as you guys, if you start listening to the conversation, really, uh, there's so much more to it than just that guy got in the car and ran the race. Mm-hmm. Time, as you say, everyone is being so critiqued and professional at what they do that, that you know the, the milliseconds come from the back room. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, I like the technology of Formula One and where it takes things. I love that he had the Aurora slot cars. You know, I'm I'm <laughs> recording it on VHS when we had one tape in the house. <laughs> you know, oh wait, we got. Oh, break. listen to this list. I, after I grew up and left home, I spent about a thousand in collecting. Didn't even let my I set it up in a room, you know, built the nine yards. Wouldn't let my children touch it till they're grown up enough to know not to tear it up. 
And then my neighbor burned his shed and it crossed the fence and burnt mine, and I lost everything <laughs> I'd collected for 30 years. Oh, oh gee. Oh, <laughs> gee. Hey, check and, out. Same here. Check out slot mods. One of our friends runs slot mods, and he puts together the most amazing slot car tracks. There's one here in Austin that we've been over and is checked it Viper? out. Is this a Viper? Have you heard of them? Uh, no, no. It's called slot mods. It's amazing. Okay. Hey, uh, we got some breaking okay. news, Jonathan. What do you got now? More, more printed materials hitting the studio. I, I'm, I'm, I'm now helmeting the mark because uh, I'm, I've done my Christian and the horn. Do we have a verdict? No. Helmet Marco's now weighed in, the Red Bull's motorsport oh, advisor. Uh, and Horner uh, is not oh. the only one um, because now Marco has just told DAZN, it's ridiculous. You know, the FIA can't organize a proper marshalling system that Ooh. they have. They're hiding in their... In uh, and they are hiding their incompetence on the shoulders of the driver. Unbelievable, said Marco. Jonathan Noble reporting for motorsport.com. Okay, they're just taking it to another level now. With Noted. <laughs> well, that's going to be more than... <laughs> we may actually get a verdict before we have to go to sleep if they keep keep this up. No dinner with Red Bull, Mar Mr. Massey. Sorry. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> They'll have a, a decision tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, well, Corvette Mike, thanks, buddy. We appreciate you calling in, and I'm um, glad you enjoyed this race. And you got, we got two more. And uh, Where is he? Yeah, where are you? He said he was on, on his way to Kentucky? Yeah, I just I, I slept. Uh, I'm, I'm about almost in Whitsville, which is the 8177 Junction, uh -huh. Virginia. We usually all try to get home uh, in the truck if we can with uh, a Thanksgiving load, you know, so we can be by the house. Otherwise, we'll have to take time off and, and lose, lose production. There you go. Well, good for you. Have a have a good Thanksgiving, Mike. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. You guys too. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Bye. Take care. All right, Later. let's go ahead and get a break in. When we come back, we'll continue our Formula One discussion. Listen to Speed City live from Austin, Texas. Back after these messages. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, guys. We are very excited to welcome our new sponsor, Allstott Brewery, to Speed City. These guys make a fantastic beer. And I'm going to let Jonathan talk about it, but I'm going to tell you about it. 
when I tasted it, I am not a big beer aficionado. I like a nice cold beer, but I'm always worried about a craft beer or a new beer that it's going to have a funky taste, especially aftertaste. This beer was fantastic. I have absolutely no uh no qualms at all that this is my new favorite beer but jonathan you know why what makes it so special the water and the recipe well yeah i mean these guys have done their research and do it right and they've even imported the right water to do it right i mean it, it i tell you this i'll start beer fantastic and i'm uh, you know most europeans are snobs about their beer uh, and i I'm, I'm definitely one of those because you're definitely a snob Yes, okay. about my beer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because there's no question, carbonation has always been my issue here in the States. It's overcarbonated. And our lagers, our pilsners and lagers in Europe, um, uh, especially German ones, are not that heavily carbonated. And that's a, a key thing. And that's the first thing that uh, hit me was just how well they've done the beer. Uh, it's based out of Fredericksburg. It's, uh, it's got a great tie-in because obviously Fredericksburg, a German town, and now they've got a Texas German beer, and it's cracking. Yeah, and the uh, the facility out there, it's amazing. They've, they've really done it right. It's really fantastic. So so check it out. You can get it at all the local HEBs and everything else, right? Yep. Uh, it's around all around Texas. You can get it. Uh, they sell it in... Uh, uh, on on the shelf there as a Texas beer, but uh, I'll tell you what, you're in, right back in Germany when you drink it. And it's Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Hi, this is Karun Chandok, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, gentlemen, we, uh, in the pre-show, we talked a little bit about, we just touched on the new name in uh, Formula One, Guan Yu Zhou. And Jonathan, you have hung out with him back when you did, what, uh, Toyota Racing, or Macau? No, no, Toyota Racing Toyota Series. Toyota Racing yeah. Series, okay. Yeah. And, and also been following his progress because he's one of the, or was one of the uh, Renault Academy and uh, Ferrari Academy uh, drivers over the years. He was also an Asian F3 champion um, but he's and, and he was runner up in um, Formula Two. So when you start thinking about that as a record, um, you know, you're starting to see that he's got the caliber of a Mick Schumacher. Um, and, you know, um, I, I, the point I wanted to make in the pre-show was you could make a parallel between Mazepin and Russia and the Russian money and his father's money and Guang Yuzhou. They want a Chinese driver. They've always wanted Asian drivers. It's a huge market uh and having a um an actual chinese driver for the first time in in many ways and why i say that is that uh hoping tung was a chinese driver but but you know he carried a dutch license um and was you know not quite he'd never really spent a lot of time in china whereas guang uh definitely has um and yet his english is really good he's he's the real article is what i think i would like to say about him um and other unlike uh, Mazepin with that reputation for money, you and, and although he does bring a lot of money, it's not a Maldonado stroke Mazepin situation. He has the talent as well, so it's more of a Mick Schumacher situation. Yeah, he was really one to watch in F two. I mean, he absolutely, was, uh, constantly yeah. battling, and he pushed for race Astrid. wins. Yeah. yeah, he pushed him, yep. pushed the Australian all the way, uh, and everybody thinks that he is the next big thing, and so. Yeah, I'm glad. But the other point I'd like to make is I think he's landed in Formula One at the perfect time with the perfect teammate. Uh, Botas will lead that team <clears throat> and will help this young kid 
become everything he can be because that's the kind of guy he is. Yeah, first Chinese <laughs> racer in the history of Formula One, and that uh, you know replacing Giovinazzi. But that also uh, the also news on that team is Daniel Kvyat is leaving as a reserve driver. And we're less you actually ran into Daniel Kvyat at Coda. That's right. Uh, and ask him what you what you ask him. To yeah, do no, no, no. So we were. Uh, We've recognized each other over the years, and he's always fun to talk to. And uh, I asked him what's keeping him busy as he was just walking around doing background work, and he said he's going to Martinsville the next weekend. And that uh, in NASCAR. NASCAR? And That's right. That's he, right. Was, uh, he was down talking to uh, Gunther, trying to get uh, get some introductions in Martinsville. And so he's uh, hoping to get in a car and uh, start really getting himself embedded into the NASCAR world. And I teased him. I said, you better have a tough skin for that. <laughs> and he looked at me and he explained, I said, a Russian in something that's a predominantly American sport, they're going to pick on you. And not just American. This is yeah. NASCAR, baby. This well, you're going to have to change his name to Danny K. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Danny Special K. Yeah. And so uh, he said, he just you know put on a sly <laughs> smile and he goes, I'm ready for it. Yeah, to be honest, he's the kind of talent and the kind of guy we got to know him when we went, went to NASA. He's a really nice guy. And, mm -hmm. and you're right. He's the kind of guy that also would warm people to him and knows what he's going, what hornet's nest he's going into. But I think also the timing is right for somebody like him. Um, I, I see more people going to NASCAR, both as an option for youngsters and for very talented drivers. I mean, you know, I, I still remember the, the one thing that um, Boris said, who's pretty much drove everything. Right. Said said to me was that that being in NASCAR was the hardest thing he'd ever done in racing, and he's done the lot. Um, and so, you know, I do think there's an interest in NASCAR when when you've done, you know, when you've done everything you can in Formula One or, or whatever. I mean, Raikkonen had a go um, and wasn't that successful. Montoya had a go, wasn't that successful. Uh, you know, it remains to be seen. But you never know. Kvyat, like you said, he'd be ready for the 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 slings and arrows. Yeah. Well, well, think of it from business. Think oh. of advertisers that you've tied yourself to a driver, and now he's go taking you into a different market. Thinking Russian, yeah, it, and you know that's going to be a whole different, you know, bail there, and it's going to be just something else to see how many of the advertisers that have tied to him in the past would follow him to NASCAR, you know, an international market coming to the South. Yeah, bit of vodka, vodka sponsorship. There vodka you go. Yeah. yeah, that'll work. Uh, I just stumbled across a hilarious tweet. Pablo Azalde, you know, he's very funny on Twitter. And he said, I hope the FIA get creative if they punish Horner. Like, he has to be Toto's butler for a week. <laughs> <laughs> now, that would work. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's awesome. I like that. No, his driver. Toto's <laughs> driver. Because yeah, he's an ex-driver as uh, Christian Horner. Oh, uh, boy. That yes, he is. <laughs> that is a that's a Go great rivalry. Yeah, that's a great uh, you know top level rivalry in sport of, of any kind. You don't see that much. You know, you see occasional uh, barbs back and forth between players, but and drivers and stuff in sport. But that's a good one. I like it. I do. I like it. You know, because yeah, they're serious, but they're kind of playing some fun into it. But it absolutely is is real money in their pockets. The things that they're discussing it, and they don't come out. Absolutely hateful. I don't know if it's the accents that keep it from being that way, but I think it's pretty entertaining, too. Uh, well, so I'm just looking back through to see if there's any other stories about today. Um, I think I think that's going to brew in the background with 
Christian Horner and all that. But but just looking back at the race a little bit more here, um, I think you said this, Jonathan. We did see Max Verstappen jump straight up off the. Uh, yeah, great been, start. Great I mean, start. Yeah, <clears throat> under the pressure, under what's Ooh. going on, uh, and remember, you know, and anything could have gone wrong um, today, um, but it didn't. Um, and you know, I was the one dooming, glooming that he had to be careful and he had to not be aggressive. And you were like, "Well, yeah, he's matured." Uh, and the bottom line, he was both today. I thought. I mean, he took risks, really good risks, yeah. uh, and drove brilliantly, like Hamilton at Brazil. To be honest, I think he's got a, and he had a. Go ahead, Les. I think he really has matured, and he's got, if you will, a, a rational appraisal of the risk as he's going in. I can't say we've really seen him just blow it in quite a while now and yeah. overshooting things. Long time, actually. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I remember early on when he was, he was the youngest guy to come to grid, how, you know, how much of the Wild West he brought with him. And let's not take anything away. He's 23. He's taken on literally yeah. the GOAT. He's taking on one of the greatest drivers of his time and also the greatest team of its time. Yeah. Um, Red Bull yeah. have not been there for a long time. Um, and so this is, you know, his his achievements, whether he finishes two points behind Hamilton or wins it, uh, are still unbelievable. Yeah. By saying that reminds me, we lose Kimi Raikkonen next year at age 42, I believe, and we pick up Ganyuzo who I believe is 20. Yeah. So the average age of the Formula One starting <laughs> grid continues to drop, and it may be its lowest ever next year. Yeah, true. Yeah. Mm. Although what, what what age did Max start? 17? 17. I think it was, it was 17. 17. Well, and Kimi was a very similar yeah. case. Yeah. He only did yeah, Formula Kimi Renault like, before before joining Formula One. They had to do a special right. test. It was 18 or 19. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Seb one of the Have we run ones? down the finish order, the actual order of finish in this race? And oh, go ahead, Bob. See what pops into our minds? Yeah, do it. Well, we all know about Lewis Hamilton picking up his 102nd uh, career victory, which, uh, if I have the numbers right, means he has now won more races than the drivers of any particular country you care to mention. That's right. Uh, except for Germany and Great Britain. That's insane. Uh, so Verstappen finishes second with a very mature race at one point saying, well, we're going to finish second anyway. Why don't we just have some fun out here and see how the long mm-hmm. times will You got to love it. Yeah, that was great. It was kind of cool. Yeah, right. You know, pressure's off. Uh, Fernando Alonso returns to the podium for Alpine for the first time in 104 races in third, followed by Sergio Perez, who had a nice recovery job yeah. of his own. Had a terrible time getting by some guys, but he wasn't afraid to go out there where angels fear to tread in the gray matter at the edge of the track to uh, to get by people. And uh, and Bob, just to stop you there, call. yeah, just to stop you there. How about yeah. that for? I mean, you know, talk about uh, driver of the day, and they've given it to Alonso, twenty eight percent. But Kush, uh, Checker, I mean, the well, Mexican fans will be delighted with that drive. Yeah, and another great example of how important these second drivers are going to be. Both yeah. us. Not his fault. They kept him out there, blew a tire, and he scored no points for his team, whereas Perez came back to do a great uh, uh, recap today. Oh, Esteban yeah. Ancona, the second Alpine, great day for them. As we mentioned earlier, they break the tie with Alfatari uh, in the running for uh, fifth in the championship. Uh, Lance Stroll uh, finally had a decent performance, finishing sixth for Aston Martin. 
had kind of a quiet day. We didn't see an awful lot of Lance Stroll today. Seventh place, Carlos Sainz, followed by his teammate Charles Leclerc. In, you know, what I think has to be considered a, a good day for Ferrari. I kind of thought they would fade, and they did a little bit from their qualified positions. But they got both cars in the points and opened up that battle with uh, McLaren. Um, let's see. Ninth place, Lando Norris, the one McLaren in the points, and Sebastian Vettel in the second, uh, Aston Martin. Uh, 11th, Pierre Gasly. For uh, Alfatari, Daniel Ricardo, yeah, definitely a big disappointment for Gasly, and Ricardo, who I thought might move forward smartly, didn't do so, so he winds up twelfth, thirteenth, uh, uh, Yuki Tsunoda in the second Alfatari, and Kimi Raikkonen. You notice the uh, the Alphas went a long way on their first set of tires, and they were up almost into the points for a while there. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen finished in fourteenth behind his teammate. Uh, excuse me, uh, he had uh, 14th ahead of his teammate, Antonio Giovinazzi, who was bound for Jay Penske's Formula E team mm. when he leaves Alpha at the end of the year. Out of the mighty fool. Um, mm. Then what? Michael uh, Schumacher in 16th. Uh, Mick Schumacher, I should say. 17th, George Russell. Uh, 18th. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, who was 18th? Mazepin. Uh, oh, Mazepin, of course. Uh, and then the two cars that did not finish the race due to blown tires, Latifi, Latifi uh, who pulled off to the side of the road in the Williams and uh, Valtteri Bottas, who suffered such damage that they eventually retired him, yeah. his car. So there you have it. You know, I tell you what, I, I don't have the crystal ball, but I have to say I'm relishing the prospect of a new car. Perez, finally, I would say, starting a new fresh year with Verstappen one-on-one because he started the year learning the car, but mm-hmm. look at his performance mm-hmm. today and in the last few races. So, you know, maybe mm-hmm. Verstappen's world champion and all bets are off because that's how Christian plays it. You know, fast and loose, whoever whoever's leading leads. So Checo's going to be mm-hmm. out and about. Then you've got uh, Hamilton and George Russell. Uh-huh. So what, yeah. we've got a great four-way battle for the for the front yeah. with four drivers. It made me think, Bob, when you said it shows how the the second drivers are going to come in uh, next year mm-hmm. and and they and this year. But I mean, next year, wow! Uh, if if the performance yeah. of both Ferrari, uh, sorry, of both Mercedes and Red Bull is the same as it is at the moment, wow, we've got a heck of a year. Okay, but here's here's what I say yeah. is going to play in Red Bull's favor is Checo comes in mature driver he's been through mm. so many car transitions as far as development as uh, through the different eras of it he's bringing in a value that george will not bring in that he he is a quality person to help develop the 22 car and, and provide input that george is not okay i disagree with you george is going to be faster than hamilton yeah oh well i think yeah. ooh okay but as far as well, developing the car um, yes. All righty. Here's I- what I think. Look at the situation at Red Bull. As you say, uh, Perez had to learn the car this year, so that put him on the back foot against Verstappen, who is the acknowledged golden boy of that team. Yep. So do we build our 22 car design around ah. our golden boy, mm-hmm. the car Verstappen prefers, or is it a blank sheet of paper, whichever driver masters it is going to, uh, to have the advantage, particularly when your designer 
is Adrian Newey, you know, the, the ultimate guru. I have a feeling a guy like Adrian doesn't care who his drivers are. He's going to develop yeah. the fastest car he can and let the chips fall where they may. It's a very All good right. point. Yeah, good point. And, you know, Checo's – I just Googled it to be sure. He's only 31. I was thinking he was a little older. He's only 31, so he's, you know, I th- we think of him as kind of towards the end of his career, but he's such a fast driver, <laughs> and he's only 31 years old. And so. Look at his career when he was, uh, you know, with Ocon at uh, Racing Point, uh, with him going wheel to wheel when he was at McLaren. Um, yeah. You know, he's had, a, he's had a really interesting career, and he's never had the break, but the break is there. And as uh, as Bob rightly points out, yeah, the golden boy, he's come in under the right circumstances. You know, he knows exactly where he stands, but he's got a point to prove, and he is marketing himself like nobody's business as of next year. Well, you know, he came to the grid the same year Speed City came to the grid, because I remember he was one of our <laughs> earliest yeah, uh, he was. guests That's true. Uh, yeah. for Sauber. That's right. And so, yeah, he's been through quite a few teams, seen a lot of things. I just really do think he's got something quality to uh, contribute for development. All right, guys, we got to get in our last break. Let's do that now. And when we come back, I want to talk about Constructors Championship. We haven't even touched on that, how close it is, and a little more. Listen to Speed City live from Austin back after these messages. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. When you leave the Circuit of the Americas today, you need to go check out our friends at Iron Wolf Ranch and Distillery, just 40 minutes west of Weird in the beautiful Spicewood, Texas. They produce a wide variety of unique, award-winning spirits, including bourbon, whiskeys, gin, vodka, and rums. They're kid and dog-friendly with yard games and Crego's Pizza and wings on site every weekend. Enjoy a full bar, tasting room, bottle purchases, and live music when you visit the ranch. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram, and always ask for Iron Wolf at your favorite bars and liquor stores across Texas. Iron Wolf Ranch and Distillery. Bold Spirits, Texas Attitude. Welcome to Name Your License Plate. I'm Biff Biffington. All right, Mary Lou, for the cash, the drip, and a new car, name your license plate. Easy. My plate is ADD24. ACL, ATM, ABC, ACDC, AAA. I can't remember my plate. You should have gotten a personal Texas plate from MyPlates.com. They're so memorable. And I could have saved 40% with a five-year commitment. Be a winner and order your personalized license plate from MyPlates.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hi, this is Jay Leno from JayLeno'sGarage.com, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Okay, the Constructors' Championship. 
just tightened up with Botas with a DNF. Where are we at, Jonathan? Well, uh, by the looks of things, Mercedes one four six five four six point five, and Red Bull five four one point five. So a five point five difference. Four, five points in constructors. What eight points in the drivers' championship? And Tim and Tim Mayer's about to give yeah. Red Bull. A, no, I I don't uh, think it'll be a points. So I think it'll be a financial. Yeah, that, that makes more sense. And and that upper echelon, it needs to be. At least to pay pay for the the dinner with the FIA and that what Max Verstappen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hope they but, have a nice dinner. But the big dinner. story is the one that Bob alluded to, which is Alpine's uh, today has completely changed their championship and given them a solid fifth place with 137 points. They started the day on equal points with Alpha Tori, uh, who are now six, staying on 112 points by not scoring. Well, why don't you go down the list? Let's see where where everybody is. Okay, so you've got Mercedes and Red Bull five points apart. Ferrari in a solid uh, third, although they're not out of the woods yet, but McLaren, that battle was closer before, or before Brazil anyway, mm-hmm. and it looks as though Ferrari are going to hold on to that third place, but today's... Uh, points won't won't be great, but I think they've got a, a substantial enough lead where they'll score enough points to stay third. Mercedes uh, solid fourth, um, Alpine solid McLaren fifth. Mercedes McLaren Mercedes yeah. sorry McLaren Mercedes uh, solid uh, fifth uh, fourth, and then um, Alpine solid fifth now. Uh, AlphaTauri Honda six with 112, then Aston Martin Williams Alfa Romeo and Haas still Neil Point. Mm, yeah, Zilcho. <clears throat> Uh, I had a couple of more thoughts here. One, um, I did see a story. We, the story, the headline was Michael Andretti still sniffing around for an F1 team, but no one wants to sell. Well, we knew that mm-hmm. because if you recall oh. that, that press conference that we played, yeah. the last words out of his mouth were, but I'm not done yet mm. with that little smirk of a smile. But you know what? This is a huge challenge for him. Who's going to... Who's going to sell with the value of the team? I mean, look at what William Williams bought that team for two hundred million dollars. The uh, Doralton Capital, the United States company, right? I mean, that team they may have doubled their money already. I, I think my, if Michael yeah. is still serious, I think his better entry would be to to bring his own Andretti entry, pay the two fifty, and build a team on. In other words, you know, he he was close to a deal for two fifty million. Um, but then they added another 300. So, you know, it and was he said, at, he said that the money didn't stop him. It no, was the control. It was the he control. He didn't get control. So, so the bottom line is if he's willing to spend upwards of 500 million for or 600 Andre, or 600 million to be Andretti Autosport and come in. Um, and I think he would come in, you, you know, you, you talk about rumors of Porsche Audi that is more likely that he comes in, you know, blazing on all cylinders as it were. Um, as a as a mid level entry team, rather than um, you know buying a, a smaller team. Yeah, no institutional knowledge, and I mean, no as a cohesive team. <clears throat> yeah, you can hire and bring in all the best. Sure, but that's you know starting from scratch. That's a tough road. Mm-hmm. Very tough. Yeah, and it's another two hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yep. Just a deposit to get mm-hmm. in as a new team, as opposed to an existing team, which is why everybody wants to buy and not build. But he did put it. Am I right, John? He put that money together. Well, what he did was he filed for a uh, an SEC type deal where he's going to go public, and the number that he used was two hundred and fifty million. <clears throat> okay, yeah, if I remember correctly. Ah, uh, the stewards' ruling is out. The producers on it. Let's see what we got here. Let's see. 
Where do we go to find this? Well, uh, I've just seen the deft-like Casey drifting across. Ah, oh, he's got the, the printer. Room. Man, he is like, give him a raise. Drum roll, please. Okay, hang on. Breach of Article Twelve Point Two Point One <clears throat> FIA Sporting Codes. Go, John. <laughs> An official <A> warning. warning. <laughs> 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 wah, wah, You're wah. going straight That's... to hail for that. <laughs> We need the anticlimactic sound of... Today, Christian Horner used words he should never have used (laughs) regarding the FIA, and the FIA tapped him on the hand. (laughs) Come Uh, back when you hear Christian (laughs) Horner say... Rogue. Once again, once again, Paul Bryan comes through in the clutch. And his, <laughs> he tweeted, he says, FIA <laughs> uh, uh, gives him a, what do you call it? A, a war- official warning for violating the nanny poo-poo head rules of the sporting. <laughs> the nanny poo-poo hole. hole. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Nanny poo-poo head, not a, not a hole. That's a different. Okay. That's a and it's not just a warning. It's an official warning. That's right. Ah, it's an official right. warning. On your permanent record, Mr. Horner. Double secret probation, would that be? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we just got a couple races left. Let's <laughs> let's talk about what we have left, Jonathan. Let's uh, we got Saudi, well, Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Obviously, uh, you would go ahead. Yeah, I, I was about to say Abu Dhabi. I can tell you the result. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't mean that to sound flippant, but it, it is a pretty predictable place. It's hard to overtake. And by the way, I'll be completely wrong, yeah. um, given that we predicted that this would be a tough race to overtake. But Abu Dhabi, we least know for the form book, as it were. Uh, Saudi Arabia is completely unknown. I, I, and, and like I yeah. said, like Bob said earlier, we don't even know the damn thing's finished. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and the and so here's what stands out to me. It's one of the longest tracks on the calendar, at nearly four tenths of a mile longer than Coda. So, that's huge. Yeah. The other is there's, my gosh, remember Danica talking about turns keep coming at you. This has twenty seven, seven more turns than Coda. And if they don't finish the last one, it's gonna—it's a tra- race that could go on forever. <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> you know, I just find this is going to be a really challenging. It will be a, a crazy set of race with all the learning. Twenty-seven laps this Which long. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking yeah, at the, the green slippery asphalt. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking yeah. at the layout, and it kind of—it's <laughs> kind of you know the S's on Coda. It's like the whole thing is that, except for the straightaway. Looks like somebody tried to straighten a. Mm-hmm paperclip then gave up and yeah, tried to make it work again it's mostly a big long it's like they, they took an oval and flattened it stepped on it yeah i'm sure the designer would be delighted to hear your <laughs> yeah. well that's i'm looking at a, a drawing of it <laughs> what did you have in mind well i was thinking of sort of a staple that had been stepped on when i designed it <laughs> that's it it looks more like yeah. a staple that's what were what you thinking yeah. when you came up with the corners yeah. you know how this Stapling machine, the little red stapler, you know, jams once and you finally pick it out of the way. There you go. Let's make that track. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I think you're right. I think we, we've been there, done that on, uh, on the last race of the season. But this is interesting, so we'll have to see. All right, we are almost out of time. A couple of weeks to rest up. Yeah, that's true. We, we're back to back to back. And we can actually... Well, I'm thinking for Formula One as well. Yeah. Them t- oh, oh, you meant them. Yeah. I thought you meant us. No, I'm thinking... Well, no, I'm, ser- I'm seriously thinking Formula One will now regroup. Uh, look at the, you know, yeah. the, the warning's been given. Everybody's, you know, the gloves are off. But now it's time to, you know, calm heads. How do we win this? Well, if you're still listening at this point, you probably know this. But we don't take a week off. We have another show that we do on the local radio in Austin, so go to our website, speedcitybroadcast.com. Check that out, how to listen to that. We do have it on YouTube and Facebook as well. And by the way, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to folks on YouTube. And if you haven't, 
give us a, a follow and make sure you like our YouTube videos. We're trying to grow our YouTube. We're trying. I say we're trying. We're kind of hoping. We're doing the hope strategy. We're not actually doing anything to grow. <laughs> Dare we so, say wing in a prayer this yeah. weekend? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, yeah. everybody. We just want to be successful without trying. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Lots of minds. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Ciao, y'all. Happy trails. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Yay. Thanksgiving. Absolutely. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t